0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show.
1: Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think.
2: (laughs) David K. Montoya at Sadie Burbank Podcast.
1: We're at Burbank. David K. Montoya Podcast. The game plan, yeah.
2: The the show. Don't make it up. actually makes. (laughs) And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya.
1: And I am Miss Sadie Burbank.
2: You know, well, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sitting here trying to get comfortable. I was
1: going to say, doing that little ass wiggle thing there. <laughs>
2: um, I didn't
1: mean that the way that sounded. <laughs> I, I assume they understand. Yeah. Well, or if not, whatever. Oh, get will Well, your by now, Get your should... thrill. I don't care. <laughs> Anyway,
2: I'm I'm trying to get, trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the weather.
1: I know, it's fucking hot today. Yes. What is that? I mean, it was so nice last week 85, 89, almost 90. And I was like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. And then it backed down. It was really nice. I didn't have to turn on the air conditioner once all last week. I probably saved 50 bucks.
2: And while this I was at week, work not this, so much. this weekend, you know, yeah. when I worked at the hospital, I went out. It was probably about maybe 2 in the morning. Yeah. And it was only 61. It felt oh. so oh, I nice. I know. It's that's so cool.
1: nice. That's, that's what I like about summers here. I mean, desert summers are so nice just because <sighs> you get that terrific, cool evening, but not cold evening. Right. Now, actually, we're far enough away from you and... Not so much in distance, but in altitude. What's your altitude here, do you know? I don't know. I'll have to bring my Garmin over sometime because Garmin tells you what the altitude is. Mm-hmm. But I think we're about mm, 500, maybe a 1,000 feet higher. Because it's totally noticeably cooler at my place than it is in like Victorville or here even in Apple Valley. Downtown, beautiful downtown Apple Valley. Yeah. Um,
2: we keep it up, we're going to start requesting advertising funds. I know, I think the
1: Chamber of Commerce should pay us to say beautiful downtown Apple Valley, but actually there really isn't a downtown Apple Valley. I mean, there's Apple Valley and parts of it are town-like, but there isn't a... Anyhow, I digress. It's noticeably cooler at any given point of the day or night in our area than it is here. So, Cold, cooler nights mean colder nights for us. I mean, we actually get down in the 50s the last week we did, anyhow, at night. Right. Uh, I like, personally, I prefer 60s and low 70s. Vegas is cool because you go there in the nighttime, you know, it drops all the way down to 87 at night. And I'm like, yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. Okay. But I do like those balmy, almost tropical evenings. They're really, really Nice, it's a little warm in the house But we just open up all the windows and doors And let all that nice cool air in And it's great, I love it
2: I don't know Sorry folks, I actually
1: <laughs> Sort of walked away from the mic there While he was talking, but that's cool He didn't really say anything, so it's no big deal
2: Um I don't know I, I We've, because you know we had a big electric bill Uh huh we've, we've been cutting it back and cutting it yeah, back Yeah we
1: had a huge one last month Over 400 bucks. Ooh, Ooh is right. Well, but remember I told you we were out of Freon, not out, but almost out of Freon in the AC. And it's like gas in a car. It kind of needs it. (laughs) I mean, it'll run, but not real good. And it worked and worked and worked and worked and worked trying to get it cooled off in the house. So that cost more money. So I'm hoping now that we got recharged, as it were, I'm hoping the bill will go down.
2: Something just happened right now, and I just kind of want to bring it up because okay. it's, it's something that I I haven't seen.
1: Yeah.
2: And let's see. So this well, is not episode. That they
1: were <laughs> anyway, this is episode what?
2: See, this is episode twelve that we're working on. Okay. So that means you've been coming here for thirty-two weeks.
1: Getting getting tired of me yet? Oh no,
2: not at all. <laughs> but what I, I was saying is, is that. Jaden Think about it yeah. While we're podcasting Yeah Jaden will stop In the hallway Once he sees that We're podcasting And turn around And go back to his room He yeah. just came out yeah. And walked Through the living room Because yeah. that's where we're at you know, yeah. We're recording in the living room right. And walked into the kitchen Yeah And that's something That he hasn't done before He's never actually walked All the way through While we're podcasting
1: Yeah So he's getting used to me Yes Well that's good I hope so I want him to get used to me and, and he does speak with me when I speak to him now he didn't this time because he knows we're podcasting but when earlier when he when I was here and he came in I said hi how you doing and he answered me uh, you know which I think is cool because it's like he's comfortable yes with me talking to him
2: um and, and that's, that's neat I also like that. and I, I'll just go ahead and tell you here on air um he he started to read your story, but he said okay. it was it was too girly for him too what? too girly
1: it is a little girly, yes, well, she's a girl lizard, and I'm a girl writer right. and so yeah, it is that's an interesting point though I might but, have to
2: but that that was his thing is he actually uh I noticed because it went from. This coffee table to, he's got a coffee table yeah. in his room. Yeah. And I noticed it was sitting in, in his room on the coffee table. Yeah. So I know he grabbed it and he was going to read it. Yeah. So, and I said, did you read the story? And he's like, no, it was too girly. That's so.
1: cute. That's cute. Okay. So now the question is, do I need to buff it up or, or shall I just, it'll no. just be girly and he just, won't care for it?
2: It'd just be girly and he won't yeah. care for it we're talking
1: about this short story that I am writing called Lisa the Lost Lizard I think we mentioned it on another podcast too Um, based on a true uh, event with as yet uh, an undetermined outcome actually so I'm going to have to fake that in the end Yeah, but uh, it's actually like they say in the movies based on a true story so okay kind of girly But, now he didn't have any trouble with the vocabulary because I was afraid the vocabulary was a bit much. No, no, no. Because I tend to write over the heads of my audience. Well, you have to think. But I do that almost on purpose because I want them to be challenged with their vocabulary learning.
2: Well, you have to think about it, too. And I just recently found out about this. Yeah. Is he's read the end. You know the story that I wrote in yeah. the end, yeah? Yeah. Because he he came out one day and he was talking about my characters, and I said, "Are you talking about the end?" He's like, "Yeah." Oh, I wow. I said on, on the website the end. He's like, "Yeah," and he was asking me questions. Wow. So, you know, and I wrote that to for
1: for adult adults. adult cons- consumption, yeah.
2: And he took it all the way. So Terrific. He, well, that's
1: good to know. He's got a he's got a good working vocabulary. Then that's excellent. That's yes. excellent, and it proves my point, which is. That when I was a kid, I was read stories that I didn't understand all the words. Right. Uh, you know, in church, my goodness, we went to, to Bible school and we were we sang songs about Jesus and some of the words I knew and some of my I didn't. Kids these days say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. And you've heard how the little ones can screw that <laughs> up, you know, with their limited vocabulary. But it... It proves a point that even even though uh, their vocabu- their vocabularies are limited, it's okay to write above that limit because right. it gives them something to learn. Right, to go as, up. Yeah. As they're going al- along instead of, because otherwise I'd be writing the baby squad, you know, whatever. And right. it'd be sucky. So, yeah. Okay, so that's cool. I'm glad to know that.
2: And and as far as that goes, I also experienced something that I never experienced before, too. Oh, and that was to have my child tell me he likes my writing.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty cool.
2: That I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I know. That, that was just.
1: That's pretty cool. And it,
2: wasn't well, it was. Well, I know how tricky. you
1: feel because Bob told me the other day that he really liked that one podcast mm-hmm. that he had listened to. He said he thought it was, and that I, I know what that feels like. That it's like you you, you think, wow, okay. My kid thinks I'm good. You know? <laughs> yeah. I And I don't know why we think that matters, except for the fact that we know that at some point or other our kids think that we're just idiots and full of shit. And,
2: well, that and I think kids, you know. regardless of the age, the kids will be extremely honest.
1: Yeah. Regardless yeah. of...
2: Even if it stings a little bit, yeah. They're oh just, boy,
1: that's for sure.
2: They're gonna be honest. Yeah. They're gonna give you the truth and the whole truth. Well, you
1: hope you hope they will. Yeah. At some point, they do stop, uh, for whatever reason. Sometimes out of a misguided sense of politeness, or or whatever, or they're you know maybe they have said something that stung and they know that it stung. Cause they could tell by your reaction that it stung, and they don't want to hurt you, and so they go, "Ooh, I better not go there again." Right? You know, it, so they develop a sensitivity to, you know,
2: someone's like that. Yeah, it. Bob
1: and I just just had a conversation yesterday that got a little dicey at, at times, and 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 he made some valid points, you know, and it kind of brought me to tears. And he goes, "I know you're getting all like you get, you know, and everything." And I said, "No, oh, that's okay. You know, it's 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 all right." Um, so he's, he's sensitive to that, but at the same time, uh, he was within his rights to say what he said. And, right. And, you know, whether I agree with him or not isn't important. Whether he's, whether he's not correct even isn't always important. It's like I have to keep remembering what that friend of mine said one time. You don't always have to be right. Yes. And I have to remember that because, especially when you're talking with your own children, you know, sometimes as parents, we forget. We don't always have to be right. And sometimes it's almost better to let our kids think that they're right even when they're wrong.
2: That's true. Right. That's very true.
1: Anyhow, that's sort of off the subject. But no, I, it's okay. We
2: actually we haven't officially even started the show. No, we show. really
1: haven't. We sort of got. How did we get on already?
2: We uh, ah, we started matter. with weather, and we just kind of went. Oh from yeah, there. we and sort of went.
1: We so, do that. We yes. wander.
2: Yeah. But it's okay. That's what yeah. our our listeners come to expect from us.
1: Well, they ought to. By
2: now. <laughs> yeah, really. So each and every week, we always get together and we find out what our listeners have to say, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent. And this is our email brown bag special. What do we got this week?
1: Sadie and David. I think Joe's email this episode number ten was just a dumbass statement. I think David. David should keep on going with the Justin Bieber. Uh, with Justin Bieber, he is a big heaping pile of shit and deserves being made fun of. This is from Richard D. Well, Richard, uh let's see. I got. Uh, I have copies of our emails just to refresh our listeners' memories or those who may not have heard you what do it was that Joe said. I mean, I mean, I kind of.
2: I have an idea. You know, kind of, I'm. But yeah. You
1: know, I'm organized and we're just. Ridiculous level. Uh, hang on because I need to remember this Fine. one here. Uh, <clears throat> oh, and did I tell you? Well, I'll tell you that in a minute. Let's stay focused. Here we go. Joe, last name withheld, location withheld. He said, Dave and Sadie, I say leave Bieber alone. Sure, his music sucks. Sure, he's a rich dick. But you gotta give the kid credit for the fact. When he did see the cup, and this was the Stanley Cup, Stanley cup that he touched. Yes. And that's I a guess big no lightning no. is yeah. supposed to strike when you do that. He recognized the greatness and the history of the trophy and treated it with respect. Well, if he did treat it with respect, why'd he touch it? But that's neither here nor there. And when you think of the lack of respect, he shows everything else, proves the power of the cup. That's what Joe said. And Richard says, He's full basically, of Joe... This is from Richard now, not us. You're full of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he said it was a dumbass statement. He didn't really say it. Well, yeah, he did say it was a big heaping pile of shit. <laughs> oh, no, he said Bieber
2: was a, he big, said Bieber heaping, was yeah, a-
1: big heaping pile of shit. Um... So, well, it, uh, you know, David's been sort of put on probation for <laughs> Bieber bashing, but only because Lacey, his wife, and I get tired of it because we don't really give a fuck about Bieber, but... If something comes up and you think it's worth bashing a little bastard about, we'll do it. I don't care. I'm, I'm easy.
2: Uh, you know that.
1: I mean, even dis- despite what Joe says.
2: Well, we're going to go... Or anybody, for that matter. We're actually going to try maybe a few episodes of no bashing at all.
1: Ah, uh, no bashing um, is good.
2: You know, because I don't want people thinking I'm just an angry asshole, you know, jealous of... Well, and, and, of, and that's not our changes. purpose. We're not no. here to bash. No.
1: So, we're going to try to restrain ourselves. So... There you go. Okay, onward, upward. Next, next email. I'm just so tickled. We've got email. <laughs> uh, he's changing the email, folks. In case you're wondering what the delay is here. Is this it? Okay. Uh, well, it was to to you. I think you you scrolled up a little or yeah, down. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I'm dying to find out how did. The, how did recording your new podcast show come out? Teresa, oh boy, Amlang, I'm going to say, A-M-E-L-A-N-G, in San Jose. Ah, oh, been there, done that. Used to live up there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually, my brother-in-law lives up there. I used to live in uh, Sunnyvale. And, um, uh, yeah, Sunnyvale. Okay. So, anyway, um... Hi, Teresa. Let's see. You're dying to find out how did the recording of the new podcast show come out? I think well, they're,
2: they're talking about Don't Get Us Started.
1: Yeah, I think so. And it's going to be out uh, and Wednesday. available when this...
2: This Wednesday. This
1: Wednesday. And we think it went pretty good. We had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, but it's going to be up to you to tell us how it came out. So I hope you'll listen um, Wednesday. Uh, you're... That's it. I'm just going to say it's your local podcast station, but you know it. You tell me what you think. I I think it was it, it was fun to do. We had a lot of fun laughing. It was Lacey's first time, and she did fantastic. I think she
2: did. And in fact, I told her afterwards because <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, I'm still still, still got, a little got something that in there.
1: bronchitis thing
2: going. Um, but you know, other than. Being the editor of the show, I have no involvement in the show no, whatsoever. No,
1: David doesn't get to have much input at all, actually, poor guy. In fact, you had done the, what do you call that, those thumbnail sketches yes. In the on the website. And bless his heart, I had made him change the whole thing. Because somewhere along the line, I came up with this idea. When you were talking about the music, right? and I sort of had had it in the back of my mind, anyhow... So when you go to the website, you will see, uh, because he really captured the total essence of what I wanted it to look like. It, it came out just exactly what I had in my mind's eyes. So it's really cute, I think.
2: But as an editor, you know, just listening to everything, I think I cut maybe a minute total. And that's just because if you have, you know, longer yeah. than a one second pause, you have to cut right but other than that i didn't cut any content out at all
1: that's cool that's cool
2: and you know some of it's
1: a little raw because we you know we don't know exactly the um electronic logistics of what we're doing so there's a couple of little funny parts in there where we ask for help but you'll hear them and and like i said you tell us Uh, did you think the, the stuff we talked about was funny Did you not think it was funny you have any ideas about stuff you want us to talk about Because we'll talk about practically anything Oh yeah I mean like I said I sort of don't like to talk about religion And I don't care about talking about Politics, politics. Um, I don't mind talking about sex To some level, some degree um, Probably my degree is a little deeper than Lacey's Lacey's a little shy I'm not uh, But anyway
2: Give it a couple months.
1: Yeah, any anything that you want us to talk about that we haven't sounded like we're gonna talk about or know about to talk about, email us. You've got the email address. Oh, this would be a good time to throw it out there.
2: Uh, well for us for here at What oh, We Think is yes. what we think at JZLM That's J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com. com. And for your new show you your uh, what uh we-
1: Don't Get Us Started. Don't Get Us
2: Started. Yes, thank you. I I had a brain fart there. That's okay. I have them frequently. And if you want, they they will do the same thing that we do here. We Um, will
1: do an email bag, yes. Send them an
2: email, and it's started at jaselwarn.com. And the reason why I'm linking these two shows together is, well, simply because you're in both of them, Um, and the majority of the listeners from here, from what we think, Honestly, they're not tuning in to hear me talk. You know, they're, they're wanting to listen to you. So.
1: I think both of us. I mean, I can't just sit here and talk alone for crying out loud. But
2: I mean. That'd be boring. To.
1: I don't know how, I don't know how TV hostesses and hosts do it. Uh-huh. Like on JTV or QVC or HSN or any of those. I don't know how they do that. Just sit there and look at that camera. And, and carry hot. on conversation continual i mean That's, they don't stop they, they just they on. they have and to on have some type of training on. for that i think they're on something no i don't <laughs> not really but i mean it, it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that i don't think i've got what what it takes personally but i you know it might be oh here's one from somebody it said Thank you for reading my email on the show, and thank you for sending me the music file. Oh, good. It's now my ringtone. Cool. This is from Michael Koch. I believe I said that right. Fort Collins, Colorado. And he had asked in a previous email if we could send him the music that starts our show, or does yes. it run behind our show,
2: too? Both. It starts no. and ends.
1: Do are actually, actually listening to music and us at the same time?
2: There's... When we talk, I put a... Um,
1: they're going, what is she talking about? You don't know, folks, but no, I don't listen to the podcast, so I don't
2: know. The music, well, minus us talking, uh-huh. it's just the, the melody uh-huh. of the, the intro. Uh-huh. It carries all the way through the show, but it's very, very light. Oh,
1: cool. Kind of like if it was on in the background or yes. in the living room of beautiful downtown Apple wow. Okay, so cool, <laughs> Michael. I'm really glad you got it. I think it's really cool that you have it as a ringtone. Yay!
2: Uh, my curious part is 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 it when it rings? It's like I don't know shit. Is that I what know? It? What
1: does he have? Does he have just the music or the I don't know shit stuff too?
2: No, I sent him the whole file.
1: Okay, so so it's
2: the whole song.
1: Yeah,
2: of the the music, the melody in the back, and us, right. you know, with the splice. I don't know yeah. shit.
1: But that's kind of a long ringtone. I mean, especially if, like a ringtone, you know, right. you answer it after three or four beats usually. So I don't know what he's got. If it's just the music, or probably it's just the music, because yeah. he did ask about the music. He didn't necessarily want. We don't know shit, but well, we don't. I'm glad no. he wrote back
2: because <laughs> uh, he didn't. He didn't email me to tell me that he got the file. So
1: well, he know, did really this way. Um, that's cool.
2: Also, I just want to say thank you to everybody real fast because episode 10 is, is up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we were talking about me getting in the car accident and getting mm-hmm. bronchitis. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a, a few emails, you know, specifically just saying, get better, hope oh, you get cool. better, you know. Very cool. I'm glad you're okay with the car accident. Oh, so I just want to say nice. thank you to everybody, you know, that sent yeah. me. Uh, Personally, sent me an email. Little get well emails. Yes.
1: That's so cool.
2: I, I, yeah, it was, it was a nice little change. Very cool.
1: Very cool. Yeah. And then 11 is the one I told Bob, my son, that he needs to listen to.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: And we're going to have, we're going to have a little more on that in a minute. But is this it?
2: Uh, Yes. We just had, uh, just three tonight? Three for the main show. And like I said, you know, we had, yeah. We had others for, Get for well. you get well well
1: that's cool thank you everybody for your emails that's fantastic i really dig it um i have a couple of follow-ups to our last show uh email show that i want to go over uh let me start first of all with janet everest of richland washington when i read your email janet i said oh i used to live near richland in a little town called sarah and guess what <clears throat> you probably already knew this but it isn't richland i used to live near although i did later the one i lived near at the time when i lived in sarah uh-huh. is Ridgefield.
2: oh and okay. i
1: always sort of had a little mental block there with that town, so my apologies, although I did have um, a boyfriend in Kennewick when I was growing up, and we lived in Spokane, I used to hang out in Yakima, we've been all over the state. We actually lived in Chelan, which is 32 miles, uh, I think, east of Wenatchee, all those places, so i kind of been around there a lot, but I was sort of mistaken when I said that I lived Real close to Richland, because I didn't. Okay. Then, just for fun, uh-huh. remember we had from Reiner Hasloff, the uh, gentleman from Stuttgart.
2: Oh, Germany, just, yes.
1: Yeah. Just for fun, I Google Earth, <sighs> Google Earthed him. Well, not him, but Stuttgart, Baden-Württemberg, Germany. I'm not saying that really well. He's probably giggling at it. But in any case, I, I thought, well, I want to see where this is, you know, and Google Earth is so much fun. Anyway, it's a real right. trip. Literally. Um, and it was kind of strange. I showed you, I made, I printed out pictures and there's, uh, there's more than one Stuttgart listed or shown there. There's this like major one and then off to the right and up a little bit, there's this other one that says Stuttgart. And I don't know which is which. And, and maybe they're all the same. Right. Maybe it's a really big place. I don't know. And then I noticed that this Baden-Württemberg is sort of like, um, maybe like a county or something. Because it was sort of stamped, like, overall, everything. And there were, you know, it's real hard to tell with Google
2: Earth. Right.
1: Uh, what you're looking at. But in any case, uh, I just thought, just for shits and giggles, you'd like to know that I had actually looked you up. And there you were, somewhere in there. Uh, okay, I have one more. Okay. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, you will have heard... Our
2: uh, 11. number 11, mm-hmm.
1: in which uh, we hear from a gentleman in Queens, New York, named Aaron. And in the podcast, it was a very touching um, uh, email that he sent to us, and it was difficult for Dave and I to get through the reading of it uh, without tears. In fact, we didn't get through it without tears, to be very honest with you. Um, but for those of you who may not have heard and cannot go back and listen to that particular podcast, I will read this again because I have what I think is probably, uh, a better answer now that I've had time to think about it. Um, it came to David K. Montoya and Sadie Burbank. I want to thank you. You two have helped me through the last few weeks. I lost my job last month and had to move in with my dad and stepmom. I've been feeling down, thinking about giving up on everything, but about three weeks ago I was surfing around on my phone, speaking of which, do you want to answer that or not? No. Okay. I was surfing around on my phone on Stitcher and found your podcast. I laughed and laughed. Whenever I feel down, I play a back episode and can't wait for Tuesdays and your guys' new episode. And while I'm aware we'll never meet, I still want to thank you for saving my life. God bless you too. Or you too. Aaron, from Queens. And I thought about it a lot, Aaron. I've thought about you a whole lot since we got this email. And I realized that while I was touched, more than you'll ever know, and so was David, by it, that I really didn't do anything um, helpful. I mean, I read the email and, and let you know that you touched our hearts and so on, but it occurred to me that maybe what would be a cool thing would be if you could email us back sometime and let us know what kind of work you do. What are your... What's your skill set, as they like to say these days? What what kind of job did you have that you lost? And would you like another job like that again? Because we have a few listeners now in a few places that uh, might actually be looking for someone with those skills and Potential, those abilities. Yeah. And it's, it's conceivable that uh, a job offer could could come from that we never know so if Aaron you're listening and if you uh, still are looking for a job and if you're not terrific but uh, if you are still or if you've got one and you're thinking well this will pay the bills but it's not really what I'm looking for let us know what are you looking for what is what is your hope there for employment and maybe something can come from it I don't know
2: that definitely, you know we we have between eleven and twelve thousand downloads a week. So
1: somebody's listening.
2: Yes, and if, if we can help, you know, help more than just trying to you know lift the morale, and, and if we can do something serious in, in real time and get you working and getting you back on your feet, then you know we'll be more than happy to to put that information out there and and. Who knows? You know, you don't know. Who's well, I think listening. the
1: fact that we have those listeners, we it's our responsibility to do that. Uh, it, you know, if, if we knew him personally, we'd be asking all our friends, right. Hey, you know, Aaron, my buddy needs a job. Do you know anybody that, you know, on Facebook or whatever, do you know anybody that's got a, you know, opening? So because we have the uh, platform to do that, uh, we're doing it. So, all you guys that might have a job offer available, keep keep tuning in, and uh, hopefully Aaron will uh, get an email to us and let us know what kind of job. You know, how far can you go for work? Right. I, you know, Queens is just one little spot in New York. I've actually been through Queens too. That's
2: actually one place. I wanted, I, I've never been York. I remember York.
1: lots of brick buildings for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I was riding a bus from, um, I took a bus from JFK down to, um, <clears throat> Grand Central because I had to take a train to Connecticut. Okay. And I noticed the, the, a uh, lot, like I said, lots of brick buildings for some red, red brick buildings. And I think I must have seen a sign somewhere that said Queens. And I'm like, oh, cool. I've heard of that. (laughs) You know. So anyway, um, it's a big town. Big, big, big town. Um, Transportation can be difficult at best. You know, because I guess nobody owns cars in New York. I don't know. Somebody must because there's a lot of traffic. Yeah, for real. But I guess lots of it's taxi cabs and, and then there's subways and whatever. So anyhow. Give us, give us some information, Aaron, that we can pass on to the listeners. And, you know, maybe with any luck at all, something will come out of it. That would be cool. If nothing else, we'd love to hear from you again. Just to know you're doing better.
2: Absolutely.
1: That's it for me on the emails.
3: And now, a word from our sponsors.
0: Batter, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10-50% to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our ebooks for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, Batter, Better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com MythMart
2: Well, also every week we get together and we find out who's done something good. There's hey. always normally something bad. Well, when somebody something, does something bad, it's always ramping the news. But I wanted to go and find what's good and find this week's helping hand. Okay. This week's helping hand is John Stamos. Now, do you know who John Stamos yes. is? Okay. Um, this actually comes from the com. And when I seen the the name of the author, I giggled like a little girl. Because the author's name is Sadie
1: Uh Guinness. Uh Sadie what? Guinness. No way.
2: Yes. My
1: favorite one of my favorite drinks.
2: (laughs) And the the title of this is John Stamos to Take Teenage Amputee to Disneyland. Wow. Now this this story's it's it's
1: gonna make you cry.
2: No, it oh. won't make you cry. But I mean, there was another one with uh, Mickey Rourke. Yeah, uh, that I found, and he actually saves a, a passing or someone got hit on a motorcycle, and he was the first one to respond. Wow! And that was a good story. Yeah. But this one, I think, actually takes. Well, obviously, we're going to do the helping yeah. of land on John okay. Stamos.
1: Well, good for Mickey. Anyhow, if we don't read the story.
2: John Stamos will help bring joy to an 18-year-old amputee. Caitlin DeBo by taking her to the happiest place on earth. In February, DeBo developed a deadly strain of meningitis. Mm. Men ugh. easy for you to say. Yeah, um, a bacteria infection which forces the doctors to remove her arms and legs.
1: Oh hell no! Really?
2: Stamos visited DeBo at the hospital earlier this week, where he posted mm. a photo of them on Instagram and wrote. I'm only doing this because they asked. I said no press, but this story is a must read. Plus, me and Katie have a date to Disneyland. So, he didn't want nobody, you know, he He, didn't want it to be all over the news. He he didn't do it for that reason. Right.
1: He did it because it needed to be done and he was there and could do it.
2: Which is cool. DeBro's friend, Kristen Kidd shared her gratitude on Twitter writing thank you at John Stamos for making the time to come and visit my best friend at Caitlin Debro you made our day can't wait to see you again since being admitted to the hospital Debro's surgeries have have left her family with an overwhelming medical bill no kidding. even after she was released she still needed physical therapy to eventually. ...to eventually uh, learn working prosthetics. Yeah. To to help ease the cost, the bro's parents set up a fund site... ...which raised over $77,000. Oh,
1: fantastic. That's still just a drop in the bucket, no doubt.
2: Yeah. Caitlin had an amazing, positive, and courageous attitude... ...throughout this illness... And is determined to have a happy, fulfilling life, believing that God has an awesome plan for her and her future. She is my hero, her mother, Kathy Dubrow wrote. Wow. So I, I thought that that was such, uh, you know. Did
1: uh, Could you tell from either pictures or additional information about it uh, how much... Of her arm and leg had to be cut. Well Maybe here's the sad thing is because I or... actually
2: went and did some research. Yeah. And how she got meningitis. Yeah. She got it at the gym.
1: Oy, oy.
2: Because that was the only place that she had gone for like X amount of days straight. She just would get up, go to the gym, and then that following day she didn't feel good when she came back from the gym, but she still went to the gym. And, and she did it for X amount of days I think for like a week or so uh-huh. And um, To the point where Of course you know the ears That's the first thing with uh, meningitis Is uh-huh. the ears And then and then I guess some other complications uh-huh. um, And then I'll actually post this picture On our website It's um,
1: Yeah you playing with the puppy so It's the
2: picture Of John Stamos and Caitlin Oh
1: let me see Let's see. Wow. Okay, but we can't tell. Does she have any arms or tell. any le- because the reason I'm asking is because that determines, of course, uh, the type of prosthetics that she'll need to use, and the more um, original equipment, if you will, that she has, the easier it can be to. Uh, handle the prosthetics at least from what I understand about the use of prosthetics I used to know a guy who fitted prosthetics Really? Yeah Um, I (laughs) presume he still does in Albuquerque and um, below the knee amputations were uh, easier for the amputee in terms of accustoming themselves to the prosthetic device um, above the knee ones are a little harder, more difficult. And it's just because of the musculature and the tendons and so on that right. you have to work with. So that's why I was asking if anybody knew how much she lost and
2: no, how much fact, she's going to have to it do. No, in it looks to, like it was intentionally covered to or she was intentionally covered to sh- not show anything. Not
1: show, yeah. Well, I can understand that. She probably doesn't want to show it's, you know, at, her age is definitely on her side. Um, again, from what I learned from him about uh, being amp- having something amputated. Right. Younger people tend to do better to than back. older people do uh, in terms of dealing with the amputation, uh, dealing with the phantom pains and right. and so forth. So, hopefully uh she'll she'll do well she'll have the strength she needs to to come through it and sound like she's definitely got the strength of spirit yes to come through it very well that was cool of him to do
2: that was well this week we're going to do something a little different with headline news uh mm. normally we go and we we look and see what's going on in Hollywood mm. but this week <laughs> we've got some local news to cover
1: yeah well it, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one too. Yeah. See now, Lacey, you thought I was just growing old, but I, not say that. I know. Well, I had to say somebody did, and you were there. <laughs> but I'm not growing old. I'm chocolate defi- de- deficient. I'm I'm chocolate deprived.
2: You're cocoa deprived.
1: I'm cocoa deprived. Uh, in a study published Wednesday in the journal Neurology. Researchers reported that chocolate may help improve brain health and thinking skills in the elderly. Yahoo! Pass the M&M's. I'm all about that. A Boston-based team found older people who initially performed poorly on a memory and reasoning test and also had reduced blood flow to their brains... Showed improvement after drinking two cups of cocoa. Oh, right. Oops.
3: All right. She just
1: handed me two Snickers and I kicked the microphone with my thumb. Thank you. Uh, let's see if I sound smarter after the eat them. They drank two cups of cocoa every day for a month. Researchers had set out to test whether chocolate could increase blood flow to the brain and during problem solving. And apparently it does. So. All you old folks out there, join me in a cup of cuckoo. Fuck the tea and coffee. Let's have cocoa. That's right. Or we could have tea with cocoa. No, Cody, the dog is not getting in. No, you're not. No way.
2: No, <laughs> go away.
1: This is grandma's candy, not yours.
2: So is is that no. significant with older people, or is I it with elderly? Okay. So you have to wait
1: <laughs> Till you get old. Excuse me for eating in the microphone. Go away, Cody. Okay. Now, here's another one I love. This is insane. <clears throat> the headline, oh, that last article, by the way, was from the L.A. Times. Um, I think it was today's, or Sunday's issue. Um, this is out of the Daily Press. Uh-huh.
2: It's Which second, is our local newspaper. Our local
1: newspaper, Saturday, August 10, by staff writer Jose Quintero. And the headline reads, Fort Irwin Issues New Dress Code. For those of you who do not know, Fort Irwin is a military base located on uh, reasonably close to Barstow and Yermo, California. Out in the desert. It is a facility that uh, I believe gained...
2: Notoriety? um,
1: Well, not notoriety. It's... I think it was established for the purpose of desert warfare training. Okay. Especially during um, Desert Storm. But Fort Irwin's been around for a lot longer than that. But it does... uh, Provide an opportunity for that. Also, there's a lot of Air Force training going on in that vicinity as well. I know this on account. I used to live in Yermo, too. I've been everywhere. Have you ever noticed, guys, how I say I've been there and all that? Well, I actually have. I've been all <laughs> over the world.
2: Yeah, I think we're starting to see a pattern. Yeah.
1: There. Anyhow, uh, it reads Fort Irwin, residents of Fort Irwin. And now this is not just the military base, but there's a, uh, little city right. there, town, if you will, uh, probably comprised mostly of uh, military families. You would think. And um, then any families who are there to operate whatever businesses may be in that area. Right. Because it's uh, somewhat of a commute to drive and to uh, that, Actually, I haven't been out there, so I'm not really positive, okay, but I'm guessing at that part. Anyhow, residents of Fort Irwin have a new dress code to abide by, according to a post on the Fort Irwin Facebook page, which we could actually go to if we wanted. Wearing saggy or baggy pants, torn or cut clothing, pajamas, short shorts, and skirts, revealing undergarments, exposed bellies, and hats worn sideways or backward are in violation of the new policy, according to the Facebook post. Clothing with obscene or vulgar words, drug references, sexually suggestive words, or quote, disparaging comments concerning the military and the United States government, unquote, uh, huh. is also prohibited.
2: What happened to freedom of speech.
1: Well, one wonders. According to the Post, Jason Miller, community information manager, said the policy forces managers of any facilities or shops to deny service to anyone in violation of the dress code. The policy pertains to all indoor facilities, excluding the auto craft shop, Miller said. Not one single act prompted this policy, Miller stated. It was an accum I don't think he meant to say it quite this way, but I am quoting. It was an accumulative violation of discipline and individual pride. Okay. Being stationed at Fort Irwin provides a unique opportunity to create not only a community of choice (laughs) but an enriched atmosphere where we can be proud of work live and raise a family. Unquote.
2: Yeah I know. (laughs) Where to start?
1: Officials from Fort Irwin could not be reached for comment on Friday about the dress code. According to to a report from the Army Times... Fort Irwin officials said, "The new policy is intended to foster dignity, <coughs> respect, professionalism, and standards appropriate to a training installation." And when I first read that part, I I made a note down here uh, to f- intended to foster dignity and it reminded me of the the thing we've seen in movies and we used to hear uh you know oh, this is for your own good
2: big brother type thing this
1: is for your own good this is this is going to help you because it's for your own good but what really is just blatant is they, they say that it's it's <laughs> providing a unique opportunity to 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 create not only a community of choice hello what's the choice yeah really Where's the choice? I choose to wear shredded blue jeans. No, that's in violation of the uh, policy intended to provide a community of choice. What the fuck is that shit?
3: I'm that's sorry, talk. but
1: that's, that is total government speak is what that is. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but the country I live in, uh, uh gives me the right to speak dress and swagger however i choose to and as far as i know the fact that fort Irwin is a military base right. may or may not entitle them to that i can see where they could possibly get away with that with the military personnel themselves
2: active duty members kind of thing
1: presumably but civilians right excuse me Oh, yeah. I don't... And, and and even active duty, when they're off-duty, I suppose they say, well, we're never off-duty, like cops and firemen. Right. But, yeah, you are, and they're saying, you know, I mean, this is going to this is gonna really play havoc with the guys who make those shredded blue jeans and sell them for a fucking fortune, you know, with the holes in the knees and well, stuff see, like I that. Well, see, I was
2: thinking about I mean, making shirts, you know, on one
0: side. They probably
1: sell them in the store. Well, they said now, and, 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 and the stores now, they have to... They they have to they have to deny service. The the facilities and shops are required now to deny service to anyone who's in violation of the dress code. So now they're not only telling people how to dress, they're telling uh Joe's don't, Donut store, you can't sell donuts to somebody who comes in who violates the dress code.
2: That's Now absolute. they're making
1: cops out of Joe's Donuts. Right. That sucks. From from I don't know how many different points of view. Anybody that sees this differently, please explain it to me in an email. I'd love to know where am I going wrong in, in my interpretation of this. I'm just reading it like it is, folks. I'm, I'm, I swear to God, there's not a word I left out. Not a word did I leave out. I, I don't think my, in, my verbal inflection was inappropriate. I think I read it as, um, What's the word? Um, I, I probably did read with an inflection intended to sort of emphasize my opinion about this whole thing. Now that I, you know, if I'm being really honest about it, I didn't read it just straight like (coughs) I would have if I was a reporter just reading it. See, that's why I never could be a reporter because I'd be going, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Anyhow, um, yeah, like I said, if anybody, if anybody hears something in this that doesn't smack of
2: red flags,
1: so many amendments to the Constitution being violated, then let me know. Cause I, I totally, this is just as unconstitutional as you can get. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't know. I know that, you know, as far as the men in the military are concerned, their superiors, right, as they call them. Uh, you know, our God, and they have to do with everything they said because they're in the military. And I get that, okay, but not the civilians. And in my opinion, it shouldn't apply to the off military duty. individuals who are off duty. And, 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 and so there. I just, I'm flabbergasted by this article. I'm just floored. I hope that that we haven't heard the end of it. I'm hoping that somebody else is flabbergasted by it too. I think the ACLU ought to hear about it.
2: Oh, I'm sure they've probably already heard by now.
1: Probably have. So there. That's that's our uh, our news. That's that's all I could get out of five days' worth of newspapers backed up on my porch. Okay, well they weren't. They were backed up on my kitchen table, but same thing. But. You know, without, without it being all negative stuff, I went through and I'm reading and it's like page after page after page of negative, negative this, negative that. Right. You know, and I'm like, come on.
2: Well, normally we say, we usually have this segment in the beginning of the show, but.
1: We sort of got things fast afterwards yeah. today.
2: So we're going to close up the show with saying goodbye. And. But we're going to keep it light. Well we'll, we're going to try We're going to try Um Let's see how do I approach
1: this (laughs) Well don't read the whole thing for one thing Because some of those obits are lengthy I don't think we need to read the whole thing Uh, Do you?
2: No No. I'm just trying to Um Who are you reading? The Munchkin
1: Oh, yeah, the Munchkin person. I sort of read through that. You want me to pick out the stuff that, that yeah, yeah, seemed, go ahead per- and... seemed pertinent at the time? Go okay. ahead and do okay.
2: it. Okay. Uh... Wizard
1: of Oz Munchkin dies at 89, uh, which is really a terrible way to... What a headline. Uh, her name was Margaret Pellegrini. And she was a munchkin in the 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz. She suffered a stroke and died Wednesday. Well, she suffered a stroke on Monday and died Wednesday. Um, she was, let me see. I found it in here before. She, her, she was famous for her work on The Wizard of Oz. Um, she was 16 years old actually, Hmm. when she played the role of a, quote, sleepy head, unquote, kid, who wore a flower pot on her head in The Wizard of Oz. And they have actually a picture of her in, um, well, several years ago, with the pot on her head still. Right. And it probably looks exactly like it did size-wise in relationship to her, as it did when she was 16, because she doesn't seem to have all that much but she's aged of course Um, she spent the later years of her life traveling across the country attending schools uh, usually dressed in the costume speaking to students about her time as a munchkin sharing behind the scenes story and so on so that the the kids could you know could relate to it and to her role uh, in the movie and the role of roles rather of other individuals of their of her stature right were also cast as munchkins in the movie so we say goodbye to margaret um also the last of the king sisters has has died uh you don't even know who the king sisters are do you Uh -uh. well some of us old folks out there do huh um they were uh singers and and songwriters and the king, the king family was like this whole uh musical family and they had tv show and all that kind of stuff uh back in the mm, I want to say the 50s 60, yeah actually here let me see it says king began her singing career at 13 eventually joining her sisters quartet which released more than 150 albums in the 40s, 50s, and
2: 60s. Holy crap.
1: Yeah. She went on to appear with her sisters on the King Family Show, an uh, ABC variety program in the 60s, which I remember watching. She appeared on TV with uh, in The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, and on M.A.S.H., and on stage in Guys and Dolls and Hello, Dolly. Uh, She died at the age of 82 after uh, battling cancer, and she is survived by three children and seven grandchildren. So those of you who are as old as I am will remember the King family and the King sisters. And so we say goodbye to, what was her first name? Marilyn. Marilyn. I believe. Yes, Marilyn.
2: All right, we can't leave leave out on an empty note like that. Well,
1: we've got two more. Lots of people died last week.
2: Oh, okay. Go ahead.
1: Shall I continue? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. The um, uh, Karen Black, who made, I guess, five easy pieces, made her, or at least brought her to everyone's attention. Um,
2: Actually, I she think was, easy rider. she was she
1: was she was an easy writer, um, and Nashville. She has passed away. She was aged uh, seventy-four. Passed away from the complications of cancer, which is sort of a stupid way to say she died. I mean, everybody that dies from cancer dies from the complications of cancer. But anyway, any case, sorry, I'm not here to pick apart the obit. Um, She was known for her full lips and thick, wavy hair. She did have full lips. I envy her lips, but there you go. Um, Her breakthrough was as a prostitute who takes LSD with Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda, in the 1969's Easy Rider, the hippie classic that helped her get the role of Rayette DePesto, a waitress who dates and is mistreated by an upper-class dropout played by Jack Nicholson in the 1970's Five Easy Pieces. Uh, she did a lot of television work also. She was on Law & Order, Party of Five, uh, horror movies most notably, the Trilogy of Terror,
2: Oh, that was on TV, I believe. That was a TV.
1: That a punk band named itself the Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. She. Let's see. She also was a screenwriter and a playwright, whose credits included the musical "Missouri Waltz" and "A View of the Heart," a one-woman show in which she starred. So, Karen had been around for a long, long time and uh, has much, much more, of course, to her credit. Anyone curious about her can look her up and. Wikipedia on uh, online with i what is that id i imdb, IMDb. i am i can't remember that. i'm not good with just
2: think it. about internet if i can't
1: make a word out of it i don't remember the letters
2: if think about internet movie database that's what it stands internet
1: for movie database internet imdb movie database and it's like there's this gas station down on bear valley road and it's, it's for some reason they have a name like g and j or P and q or some shit and i'm like don't know your family and i don't know your names. why don't you name your god name why don't you give it a name that somebody can remember so right. we always i always call it PDQ's gas because i can <laughs> remember PDQ. <laughs> but anyway um uh, our last goodbye goes to edie gourmet who died at the age of 84 uh she was as most of you may know um a singer very talented one married to uh steve lawrence they uh God, they were on TV and in movies and, ma- and made recordings and everything for years and years and years and years and years. Her biggest hit that that landed her in in uh, everybody's consciousness was "Blame It on the Bossa Nova," was the song, which I remember very well. I mean, you're looking at me like I'm from Mars, but that's okay. <laughs> um, in any case, Edie Gourmet was uh, she was she was a very good comedic actress too. I thought she she had her. Her moments, um, on celluloid, as they say, um, and they, she and her husband, uh, totally owned the recording industry for a while. Mm. They, you know, big, big, big music. He, her husband, um, had an equally large uh, solo hit in 62, in 62 with Go Away Little Girl was his, one of his big songs. Um, people who are up on all this will know all these things anyhow to start with and people who aren't won't really give a shit. But, uh, in any case, musically they contributed a great deal to our musical history. Gotcha. And so we say goodbye to Edie. And Steve, we're sorry for you. There's the phone again. It's so fun to be recording at home. That way we don't miss any phone calls. See? Except we keep getting phone calls from people who...
2: And for the record, I do not have Sirius XM radio. Do not. I'm actually going to leave this part in because this is. What is Sirius is XM? Radio. It's satellite radio.
1: Okay, and they want to sell you some or what?
2: They're like they keep calling me and say we have an we have an important business matter from Sirius XM Radio. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have Sirius XM Radio.
1: No, I don't either. I wouldn't even know what it was. Oh, that's the one with the little dog. There's a picture of a dog. Yeah. I sort of saw that one time.
2: And. <laughs> and we're probably going to end up closing out on a rant, so I'm sorry.
1: Oh well, we don't want to close out on a rant.
2: But it's it's but, almost eight o'clock, our time right now as we yeah, sit here and yeah. talk. It's it's and two minutes to eight, you,
1: and they're calling, and they're this is the second time they called in a uh, less than half an hour. Yes. Well, why don't you let them? Oh, is it recorded? It's
2: a recorded message. Yeah.
1: Oh man, yeah, we get we're getting a lot of. Uh, We get a lot of those kind of messages. I've gotten pretty good at it, though, because, see, now, you don't have your TV on. But when you have your TV on, you can see who's calling. Right. Because I showed you how to do that, which is cool. Anybody that has Verizon knows what I'm talking about. Or if you don't, ooh, take your little um, remote and find, how did I tell you to do that? Through widgets. Yeah, go to the widgets. And there's this one opportunity that you have to put... The telephone number of the caller to your landline uh, up on the TV screen. So while you're watching TV, if you don't want to get up and see who it is. You and in your right case, there. you can't because this is an old phone. It doesn't even have the uh, little screen, window to yeah. say who's calling. Uh, at least you can see who it is. Now, sometimes they don't tell you because they don't know. So it'll say unknown caller at uh, you know some obscure area code you've never heard of or one you are familiar with but a number you don't know for sure right but i do that because we get so many phone calls from some other world drug companies that want us to god i don't know what they want and i can't, and you know every once in a while i'll I'll mess up and and i'll answer the phone uh-huh because i think oh maybe that's david's new phone number or something or i'll think i know who it is uh-huh and, and it's them and they'll say Can we speak to Ernie? And I go, no, and hang up. (laughs) You know, or one time I said he's dead. One time I said, I I felt really bad about that too because it was an actual company that we do do business with. And I, and Ernie had emailed him this letter and he was saying, or email and he said that we didn't like their fish oil product because it leaked and it was, it was all, their nasty old capsules with fish oil all over them and I hated it. Uh And so he emailed him and said, you know, maybe you don't know this, but that shit leaks and it's nasty. And so they were calling to tell us about, you know, they were sorry and everything. And I was really rude to this lady. Uh, you know, she wanted to know if she could talk to her. And anyway. Oh no, he died, you know, and all this. Because you know, I'll say anything that comes in my head sometimes. Right. And And then I thought, oh, shit, that was, you know, so then I did the right thing, though. I called the company back, and I actually got a hold of her. And I apologized to her for being rude to her over the phone and explained why i was because we get so damn many phone calls from people that interrupt my sleep
2: telemarketers yeah. yeah
1: interrupt my meals interrupt my movies and all that kind of stuff just to try to get something they're not going to get because we're never going to do business never 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 going to do business with you don't call me okay so there that's on an up end isn't yes it,
2: it is <laughs> okay. so for this week i'm david k montoya
1: and i am miss sadie burbank
2: and you heard what we think so now you know good night folks
1: Not yeah. what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think.
2: <laughs> David K. Montoya, S. C. Burbank Podcast. We're S. C. Burbank.
1: David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah.
2: The, uh, the show. Let's make the, don't make it up. It actually makes <laughs> it. And see, I came up with more. The
1: Not movie. what we know, because we don't know shit.